Welcome to the Human Size Podcast. I'm Zach. I'm Crystal. And today we're going to be talking about how to find a mentor and keep a mentor. Not forever, because we've decided that's creepy. It's very creepy. (laughs) For a reasonable, (laughs) healthy amount of time. (laughs) Yeah. I was thinking about that this morning because kind of my story is I was I was stuck for years mm-hmm. um, and actually living a hidden life at the time. And this guy preached a sermon at my church, and I'm like, I got to meet with this guy. I know he's going to help me. And so I went up to him and asked him if he had time to meet with me, and he said no. <laughs> so, uh, and then I asked him a month later, he said no. And then a month later, he said no. So how and to annoy someone? Until they become your mentor. How to annoy someone. <laughs> but finally he met with me and we started running at four in the morning mm-hmm. on Tuesday mornings. And this guy changed my life. So, And is that the only option he gave you is why you were running with him at four in the morning? Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So he uh, and he, I found out when we ran together um, that he invited other guys that were persistent. This is the time uh-huh. I have. And I was the first one to take him up on it. So Yeah, which is kind of genius because that shows that you were really in a place where you were having a desperate need. Desperate might be a strong word, I'm sorry. But like you had a strong need that you were willing to sacrifice for, which I could see that being a more foundational or a more successful relationship with someone when that bar is crossed. So. Yeah, well, I, and I think for me at the time, I was desperate, I think. Mm-hmm. And you know, as we talked in the dark the first time, it's like I shared things with them that I had not shared with anyone. And I mean, so here we are in the dark running at four in the morning. I'm trying to breathe <laughs> and uh, I'm crying and sharing my heart and revealing things about myself, not knowing if this guy is going to reject me. So I was thankful for the run. Right. Um, I had a, um, but, but again, it, it changed my life. And I think I found other mentors in the same ways that I found Ken, which is now a super close friend of mine. Uh-huh. Um, and they were all displayed in that that story. So as I was talking to you this morning, I was just thinking, let's just talk about this. And yeah. I think the first thing is like to know that to look for someone with qualities that you're trying that you want, that that you're desiring, look for that when you're looking for a mentor in the first place. Cause if I want marriage advice, I'm not gonna talk to the dude that's been a jerk. Right. <laughs> his, his wife. Yeah. But I think that's the first place where I think people err. Someone looks a certain way and we we go and talk to them. But is there fruit to what you're wanting mentorship on? Yeah. Well, I guess if you're looking for like a business mentorship or something, then look for the person that's successful in business. But if you're looking for a relational mentorship, make sure you know the people and know that they have yeah. that, that health. They're not just a successful person in other ways. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Because... So, like, there's some guys I follow uh, on YouTube, and I have to remind myself, do I want to be like that? Like, mm-hmm. like for example, someone that's grinding, working all the time, they look tired on yeah. videos. <laughs> like, they look like, and they're like, you got to work if you want to be successful. I'm like, do I want to be successful in that way? Uh, no. I want my wife to love me and <laughs> and have a relationship with her. Right. <laughs> so mentorship, whether you're looking at it from wanting a mentor or even when you're giving that to someone else, it's such an investment. Like sometimes I think we downplay what time is. Like time is the one um, finite resource we all have. Like we have one amount of time that we're given 
And when you decide to utilize that, especially in something like when you're looking for growth, you have to realize that you're investing it. So I think these things you're talking about, Zach, like that's what I'm, I'm thinking about as I'm listening to you and your journey. Like you have to be, it's a, it's wise, just like you'd invest money that you can't get back, that you are wise about where you invest that. And the same on the mentor side, which I would love to know more about your mentor and like his process of, um, it, some may say it's being hard, making it hard for people. But it sounds like he had a very specific bar to make sure people were ready to be worth his time. Yeah. And he's mentoring me in ways that he wasn't in the beginning. And that's one of the ways he's been mentoring me over the last couple of years is uh, he is great at recognizing he is a limited human being. Mm-hmm. And so the busier, the more um, obvious the fruit is of success in, in an area, people start to over it's more people than what you can actually handle and knowing where your limits are uh, is is a really is something i have been struggling with it late in the last few years of i have more people wanting to meet with me than available time well and then so it makes sense to have some kind of litmus test to see how much people are willing to give and invest themselves like i know i really err on the side of which is like over-functioning where I will move around things to meet people's need. But then I have found where you're meeting all these needs that people aren't really doing all the work on their side. And then you've just um, have your, your time bleeding out everywhere. And then you don't have time for the investment that is going to pay off more. Yeah. And I, I think we can fall into traps. Like I'm a, uh, and I know you're this way too, Crystal, like I'm motivated to grow. Like that, Mm -hmm. that is a big thing in my life. And I've found if I'm not careful, I'm caring more about someone's journey than they are. Mm -hmm. And that is a dangerous and dysfunctional thing about me where I'll, I'll be like, no, you got to get this. You got to get this. And they're not even there. Right. So tell me your, your secret that we started the podcast off with the teaser. How do you get a mentor and how do you keep a mentor? For me, it's be persistent. Because if you're wanting someone to mentor you, you're not the only one that wants that person to mentor you. They have fruit that's obvious to others. Be willing to meet them where they are. You are the one that's wanting the time. (laughs) And I think sometimes we forget that. Then do what they say to do. Like, don't come back each week, like, with the same problem over and over and you haven't taken any action. That is just super frustrating. Yeah. Um, That's a line for me, by the way, that I've learned. That's when I know that I'm caring more about someone's journey they are. And when someone, when I'm mentoring someone, I'll warn them when mm-hmm. we get to that point. Like, I think we've crossed over in this territory. If it continues this way, we're not going to be meeting anymore. Oh, that's nice. Like you, you actually openly address like naming that you're seeing that happen, which is awkward, isn't it? So awkward. <laughs> but it's so the awkward. Health- yeah. In the long run, it's a healthier thing than just all of a sudden pulling back and saying you haven't been doing what I asked you to. Yeah, I used to do that without the conversation. Right. Um, so I would stop meeting with someone and wound them greatly because I never had the conversation. And though th- that hurts, like the, I'm caring more about your journey than you are. I, if this yeah. continues, this, we aren't going to meet anymore. It's less painful than them wondering and feeling rejected. Right. Um, from, yeah. I can see how those... Um points could also be a filter for you to uh, evaluate if you're the person looking for mentorship. Am I really ready for this? Or is this the mentor I want? Because like, if you're not feeling that you want to put in the investment to meet them where they're at, maybe you aren't 
ready for that kind of commitment. And then also, like, if you're not doing the things that they're asking you to do, it might be that you're just not making the time. But if you are not in line or, like, you're not connecting to it, maybe that person's not the right mentor for you as well. I mean, giving yourself permission. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) To for sure. That. And I'm not saying be like a robot and they said, so then I do. Yeah. Uh, but if you're not going to do it, like have the conversation, like yeah. don't just not do it. <laughs> right. Yeah. Or ask yourself the question, why am I not? Right. You know, one of the beautiful things about relationships is we don't know um, sometimes why we're not wanting to do something. Like sometimes it's a healthy thing. Like, hey, that's the way you're wired and I'm different. I don't know that that'll work for me. Mm-hmm. But there's sometimes to where someone has blind spot knowledge that I don't have. Yeah. Like they're telling me something and I'm like, I'm unaware of what's going on. Yeah. And that always feels bad to some level, but it's so valuable, you know, if you can see it for what it is. So I was just, this is, I'm realizing what a valuable conversation this is too, for the people that have skills that others want to be mentored by or mentoring at any level. Cause I think From the leader side of it, I think this is a place that people overlook, overstep their human sizeness so often. And what a gift it is, even though it's awkward and hard to make that transition if you're not already um, presenting that way, to to have these boundaries and to only give what you can give, make people move towards you. Um, Because it can seem really selfish or immovable and people, some people aren't going to like it. They might accuse you of um, not being caring or lots of things. But in the end, you're going to do have a healthier investment in people because you're not going to um, meet the end of your humanness and detach because you can't give anymore or have that hard line. And you're going to be able to connect with people who are more um, able to receive. So you're investing what you have to give better. So I think that's a really um, valuable part of this conversation I just want to highlight. Yeah. It, it, there's nothing more energizing than mentoring someone that wants mm-hmm. to grow. Like yeah. that is so fun and exciting. And I don't know very many people that don't think it's uh, exciting, but one of the most exhausting things is trying to mentor someone that isn't ready. Mm-hmm. That they're really, they're not at a pain point where they actually want what you have to say yeah. <laughs> is exhausting. And yeah. so those things kind of limit um, the exhaustion part. Yeah. And you could, you can learn to have kind communication around that clear communication, you know, to do effort, extra effort to not come off as a jerk. I think this is permission to be a, what people will see as a jerk and then encouragement to do it in a way that's really clear and healthy. And though it's awkward, just even say why, like even to explain why I don't meet with people unless they come to me when I'm able to, or why I don't meet with people when they don't do the work that we've suggested they do. And even having that awkward conversation makes it a caring thing. But also it's a permission to to do things that people aren't going to always like <laughs> for the better, bigger, healthier picture. That's something I'm growing in because yeah. as a people pleaser, like that's that's been difficult to go, they don't like the boundary I'm putting up and that's okay. You know, we have a former coworker of mine that still works with you, Crystal, that mm-hmm. their boundary is, hey, read this book and then we can meet, right? Yeah. Again, that's a qualifying thing and you're testing someone's hunger. Right. So I just like, this is a hard thing for me and I just, um, exercised it. I'm doing this discipleship group. Um, I'm starting and the process is actually, you have to read a book and then, um, if they read the book, 
then you move about to like come to this intro thing so I can tell you about the commitment. And it's actually, it was really hard for me because there's this video that I use that kind of sets it up and it was like super <laughs> harsh. It was like, if you don't do the work, you're out. If you don't do this. And so I, I had a hard time not like, and I did, I kind of um, buffered that like, hey, we're going to have conversations. It's not just like you're out. But what I found, what was really fascinating and helped me to really feel more comfortable in this is I had some people who read the book and they were just like, yeah, I read part of it. And it, I thought they would have been more invested, but it really showed that that wasn't the direction they were going and nothing against them didn't capture them. It wasn't something they were connected to enough that they were going to invest. Um, and then I was surprised by the people who, even though they were challenged by it, they, it stirred like a hunger in them. They're like, man, this is scary, but there's something in me I want more. And so it was like, and it was really uncomfortable for me because I just wanted to gather everybody else and like, you can do it, you should do this. But really it, it brought us to a place where we have six people going through it that are just hungry. And they're like, um, they're a little bit scared, some of them, but they're hungry and they're like ready to do it. And there is such a different freeing energy to that where you don't feel like you're pulling people along or you feel like you're having to carry everything. So I'm really excited about that, but it was so, so hard not to rescue and not yeah. to try to like make everybody feel included. And then it was okay. People actually were like, yep, not for me, you know, and, and stepped away. That's cool. Yeah. It is a freeing thing. And and by the way, I almost forgot this, like with finding a mentor, like um, I told about the persistence and the guy met mm -hmm. with me. I've also been persistent with people and they've never met with me. Oh. Um, it, it, or I've met with them and then it was like, ah, eh, they're not, we're not a good fit. So mm -hmm. like you can fire your mentor <laughs> on the mentee side as well. Yeah. Uh, this is, don't waste time like don't waste to to be a people pleaser sometimes i will waste time with someone yeah when it's like i'm not even listening to them i don't care about what they have to say in this area yeah. um and and again i said in the beginning but i want to reiterate it's also like what area do you want mentorship in because mm -hmm. i have several different mentors in my life and it's because they have different areas that i'm wanting uh, but mm -hmm. there's also some areas I really don't want their input on. Um, like yeah. I've, I met with someone for years that, you know, I mean, to help me mentorship as a leader, I didn't want their input <laughs> on other areas because I liked the way they led. That's what I wanted input on. I did not want input on how to run the finances in my business. That, right. They didn't know anything about it. So when they would try to start entering in, I'd be like, well, actually, this is what I have questions about. Yeah. Um, and redirecting, because you can mentor the mentor um, and redirect them in what you want advice on. Yeah. And I think that being able to vocalize that too is so helpful because sometimes, you know, people don't know what you're looking for or some people aren't, they mentor because they're asked to because they have something. But sometimes it's, um, I would say a little bit, uh, hard for them to grasp what you're asking for. So being able to yeah. communicate that and uh, mentoring, I, I don't know, there's probably several different definitions of what mentoring is, but I know when you go to the coaching side, coaching's really about knowing where the person wants to go and how you help yeah. get them there. And you can't really do that if you don't know what the person is needing or where they're needing to go. Yeah, very true. And we call it different things, right? Mentorship, discipleship, coaching. I mean, I think you can kind of classify that in all the different yeah. areas. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, well, you know, with this mentorship, 
you know, just like what we're talking about, there's points at which you're going to fail along this chain. And like we say every week, just continue to fail forward. You got this. Thanks for joining us this week on the Human Size Podcast. Join Zach and Crystal next week as they talk with guest star Heather Jones. Heather is the Life Group Director at Family Church and will be talking about community along with Zach and Crystal. Now have a great week.